Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're at the conclusion of the book of Jonah. So in chapter 4, looking at verses 9 through 11 in the God's Word translation. When God took the plant and its pleasant shelter away from Jonah, he missed that plant so much that he wanted to die. And God had to teach Jonah an object lesson, and he used that plant, a worm, to teach Jonah this lesson. Let's listen to God's Word, uh, verses 9 through 11 from the God's Word translation. It reads, Then God asked Jonah, What right do you have to be angry over this plant? Jonah answered, I have every right to be angry. So angry that I want to die. The Lord replied, This plant grew up overnight and died overnight. You didn't plant it or make it grow. Yet, you feel sorry for this plant. Shouldn't I feel sorry for this important city, Nineveh? It has more than 120,000 people in it as well as many animals. These people couldn't tell their right hand from their left. Again, that's Jonah chapter 4 verses 9 through 11 in the God's Word translation, which titles this chapter, The Lord Has to Remind Jonah About His Mercy. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am the host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. And I'd like to give a shout out to A-Train Sports Talk. And I want to share their brief promo. This is Anthony Smith, host of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. And when I'm not doing my own podcast, I'm getting encouraged by 5 Minutes in the Word of God. Thanks, Anthony, and thanks for the shout-out from A-Train Sports Talk. Before I begin, I'd like to wish everyone happy Palm Sunday. Let's look at the lesson. I have a lot written down. God applies an object lesson to his wayward prophet. He sent a gourd. The gourd withered. The gourd protected Jonah from the wind and the sun. The gourd with, uh, withered and Jonah wanted to die just like the gourd. Jonah should have expected that the gourd would wither. But being angry for the withering of that gourd did not recover it. And the same is true in our lives. We cling to things that separate us from God. And we need to um, let us not be angry for the gourd that God has dried up. Let us quiet ourselves as a child that has been weaned from his mother. And as we think about the things that we cling to, that God has tried to pry from our little hands and we just don't want to let it go. But just like a kid can't live uh, a long time on its mother's milk and we, it has to be weaned, we have to go from milk to, to meat. We have to let go of the training wheels. We have to let we have to trust God. We have to allow Him to remove things from our lives that separate us from Him. The gourd that Jonah had pity on was but one. 
the inhabitants of the city of Nineveh was numerous. Uh, God had pity on the on the uh, inhabitants of Nineveh. Jonah had pity on the gourd. Think about that picture. God had a pity on a hundred and twenty thousand who did not know their right hand from their left. And Matthew Henry says that's children two and under. Other commentaries said there were people that were uh, probably people that didn't know the difference between right and wrong. So either way, God still had compassion on it, on them. So there were so many in Nineveh that had not been guilty of any kind of transgression, and consequently they, you know, would have been overthrown and involved in a common calamity. And God said, "Should I not spare them?" God has tender regard for little children and is ready to pity them. And here the whole city is spared for their sakes, which may should encourage parents to present their children to God by faith and prayer, that though they are not capable of doing him any service, because, you know, one and two-year-olds, they can sit in Bible study in Sunday school. But it's not like they can talk and, you know, kind of discern what's going on. But if the parent keeps bringing them, they will soon be able to and capable of participating and making a a choice for Christ uh, and for salvation. The gourd which Jonah was concerned for was not his own doing. He didn't plant it. He didn't labor for it. He didn't make it grow. But the people of Nineveh, that God had compassion on, he were the work of his hands. He was the author of them. Their lives were in his hand, and he had concern and compassion for them, for he cannot despise the work of his own hands. And the gourd which Jonah had pity on was a sudden growth, and therefore of less value. It came up in the night, the son of the night, But Nineveh is an ancient city of many ages. Uh, And, you know, God couldn't easily give it up. The gourd that Jonah pitied had perished in a night. It withered and there was an end to it. But the precious souls of Nineveh that God had pity on are not so short-lived. They are immortal and therefore to be carefully and tenderly considered. God has a great concern for the children of men and even for the inferior creatures because even the animals are mentioned there. And from all of this, we should learn that though God may suffer his people to fall into sin, he will not suffer them to lie in the sin but will take a course to show them their error and bring them to themselves so they can, to their right mind. And we have reason to hope that Jonah, after this, was well reconciled to the sparing of Nineveh and was well pleased with it as, um, as he just as, you know, he was well pleased with the lesson. Once God showed him that object lesson, Jewish tradition says that after the word of God came to him, Jonah fell on his face and said, govern your world according to your measure of mercy. 
to the Lord our God be mercy and forgiveness. We can only hope that Jonah humbled himself with that kind of response. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Again, we pray that we are not the kind of uh, Christian that's always fretting, that's always complaining. Spurgeon says that uh, some have to bear double trouble, that God may prepare them for double usefulness, or he may be working out um, some unusual form of evil, which might not be driven out unless his Holy Spirit is has uh, can use mysterious methods to teach them what God has in mind for them to do. And God, that's a powerful thought. This, these are the words of Spurgeon, that sometimes you do allow things to happen in our lives just to teach us by the Holy Spirit what you need us to do. And we thank you for that, Father. Help us again to not be that uh, complaining, fretful Christian who's uh, like Jonah's last words is, is to be angry, even to death. God, we don't want to be that kind of Christian that's angry even to death, even as we look at things going on in our lives. God, we don't understand everything that's going on, but we have to trust you. We have to uh, trust your heart. Trust that your your heart is is on us, and we're uh, giving and trusting your mercy and your compassion, as you showed to Jonah. Continue to show it for us, and Father, as every day we've been praying for the past few weeks for the conflicts. God, we're praying that the leaders of the that of the conflicts and everywhere, but especially the ones that's played out before our eyes between the uh, Ukrainians and the Russians. God, give them a meeting of the minds. Give them a mind toward peace. Give them um, a mind toward saving their people. Give them a mind toward not wanting to see any more children torn from the arms of their mothers and fathers. Give them a mind to understand, God, that love conquers all. That God, we're all blood brothers and sisters. God, give them that common bond that wants to help and heal and protect even as you spared Nineveh because you saw 120,000 children. And God, we know right now in so many places children are being displaced. Children are being killed. Children, parents are mourning the loss of their children. Father, we're begging for your intervention. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.